Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tap to Craft, an educational podcast where we talk about craft beer in terms the average beer drinker can understand. My name is Denny Luce, and joining me tonight is my partner in craft and drinking buddy, John Ream. John, how are you doing tonight? So I got a little fun fact for uh, folks listening tonight. This recording is the first time since episode three that I've actually been caught up on our own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that, that's awesome, John. Congratulations. Yeah, I've, I've had a huge backlog for a long time, and I'm finally getting close. So I'm, I'm within two weeks of current now, so, you know, I can be caught up. So. All right. All right. So wait, so that means, wait, you're within two weeks, or you actually are totally caught up? Oh, I'm within two weeks of today, which brings me... Like I just listened to episode twenty three. Okay, okay. Two the, days ago. the Belgian beer yeah. spectacular, which I I thought was a a very very educational uh, episode on Belgian beers, and I, I, I'm I'm pretty impressed with it. And uh, hey, we're gonna we're gonna talk we're gonna step up our Belgian beer game this week, and we're gonna do that with a special guest. Yes, you're hearing me. We have a special guest. On episode 24, a good friend of the show, a good friend of mine and John's, uh, Mr. Victor Johnson from the 40Cast. Vic Joe, how are you doing tonight? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Appreciate it. No, hey, uh, being the very first guest on the 40Cast, or I mean, on the Tap the Craft, it, it only, old habits. Yeah, it's old. It's old habit. I, I forty once once a forty caster, always a forty caster. I was the first guest on the forty. Yeah, yeah, I know. But but uh, but you know what? Being the first guest on Tap to Craft, it wouldn't be right if I didn't bring on the man who gave me my start in podcasting and who invited me on his show, the Forty Cast, uh, so many years ago, and brought out my podcasting voice. Vic, thank you for. Uh, for allowing me to to join you for so many many episodes of the Forty Cast, and thank you for joining us tonight. We're even. Okay. All right. I'll take it. We're even. the The slate is is wiped clean. It's wiped clean. All right. So um, we're gonna. You know what, Vic? We're gonna interview you in the uh, a little bit later in the show. But before we get to that, let's just go ahead and and let everyone know who might be a first time listener, because you know, once I advertise that you're on the show. We're gonna get like a thousand more <laughs> listeners, so I need to make sure that that everyone knows what to expect from Tap to Craft. So the goal of Tap to Craft is to focus on bringing more people into the craft beer hobby, and uh, the way we do that is that John and I, uh, you know, we're the two main hosts of the show. We are craft beer enthusiasts, and what does that mean? It means we love to drink. We love to learn about and talk about craft beer, and we want to spread the good word to all those out there. And we don't want craft beer to be like an elitist type of a, of a setting. We want it to be out there to the common people. And so we're going to talk to you in easy-to-understand terms. We're not going to talk above your head. We want you to be able to, to learn this craft beer hobby uh, as quickly as possible and not feel like you are not uh, you know able to jump in because of all the elitists out there also to help you i will i actually put show notes in each episode that you can follow along and see what we're going to talk about i list the beers that we're going to talk about i list the articles that are uh, mentioned so go ahead and, and pay attention to show notes that are attached to every mp3 file and also on our website uh, posting at openforumradio.com where you can just uh, you know see everything we have to talk about 
at that great website. And we encourage our listeners to participate in our show. We don't know everything. We're enthusiasts, not experts. We can learn from everyone else's experiences, and that's why we brought Vic Joe on today is, hey, you know what? Vic Joe has experiences that John and I don't have, and we want to learn from those experiences. Really encourage all of our listeners to jump in, write questions in, ask, ask your questions, and, and give us your experiences. And one special aspect of our show that we do once a month is we try to get our listeners to participate in the show by drinking along with us while we taste a beer on the show. And so next episode, episode 25, we will be tasting a beer from Anchor Brewing called the Anchor Steam Beer. This is a beer that is actually distributed, uh, as John uh, researched, in all 50 states. So there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to find this beer. And this beer is a, it's a, what is it, John? It's like a lager style, right? It's like a, a California lager or a California special yeah, common beer. Yeah, so it's, it's a, the, the style is California common because you can't use steam beer or anchor will come after you. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got that locked down with their trademark. Um, but it's, it's basically an ale fermented at lager temperatures. Oh, so, wow. Or, or lager fermented ale temperatures. Okay. Now I've got myself confused. <laughs> but I'll, I'll have it squared away by next week. Okay. <laughs> so. Okay. So that that's great. Thanks for the for informing us on this uh, unique style that is I, I don't even know how many breweries actually brew this. Is this a is this a common style or just Anchor Steam does this? Do you know? John? I know there's there's some breweries that do it, but I don't think it's very common. Okay. Um and it's I I've seen it more on the West Coast than I ever did when I was back east. So Okay. All right. Well, great. So, hey, you have 2 weeks to go out and find an Anchor Steam beer and uh you know pick up a six pack because you're gonna probably want to drink more than one and join us for episode 25 while we taste it for you on air and uh, one quick note i just want to say hey we really appreciate all the itunes reviews um that helps us get noticed in itunes gets more listeners to to find us and to learn about the craft beer hobby and we are running a contest if you leave a uh a review on itunes you will be entered automatically in to win one of t- two prizes. The same, it's actually the same prize. So two two people will win um, a a nice little uh, taster's uh, sample trial uh, gift bag. It has a shot glass or a taster glass, some coasters, some stickers, and a nice bottle opener. Uh, I have two of those to give away. The first twenty people have an opportunity to win that. And Vic, um, you actually. I actually gave you one of these. Uh, I was thinking that when I listened to your last yeah. show. Like, hey, I got that. <laughs> yeah, so what do you think of it? It's pretty, pretty nice little it's, gift bag, right? It's pretty awesome. That, key, that uh, bottle opener is on my keychain. That's right. Yeah, it's, it's so a... my keys are always on when I need to crack a brew. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you got to be prepared. That's what we talk about, being prepared. Definitely. So. <laughs> awesome. All right, well, hey. Uh, just let everyone know you are listening to episode 24 and we're recording this show on Saturday, June 20th, the day before Father's Day. And uh, just to give you guys an idea of what we're going to be talking about in this episode, of course, we're going to interview our fantastic guest, Vic Joe from uh, the 40 cast. You can find him at Vic Joe USMC 86 on Twitter. I recommend everyone go and, and follow him. He's a great, a great follower. And uh, we're also going to hear about John's trip to San Diego last week. 
where he attended the National Homebrewers Conference and was able to go out and visit a bunch of breweries. So I can't wait to hear John's experiences at all these, uh, you know, Southern California brewery tours that he he attended. But before we get to the meat of the show, hey, it wouldn't be much of a craft beer show if we weren't drinking craft beer. So Vic Joe, why don't you lead us off and tell us what you're drinking tonight? I got a doozy today. I got from Omega Gang Brewery, Three Philosophers, Quadruple Ale, and it is kick ass. <laughs> yeah, is it kicking your ass? Uh, not yet, but it had me tingly at the beginning. Like, wow. Oh, good. So later on, we'll have some more fun. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, I think this thing might have me drunk after a little bit, but I think I'm maybe a quarter of the way through. So give me okay. a little more time. <laughs> okay. Do you, do you, uh, can you read what the ABV is of that quad? That yeah, Belgian it quad? is 9.7 ABV. All right. <laughs> that That is a, a very nice beer. Very yes. nice beer. And yeah. you know what? It's fitting that you're drinking a Belgian quad after we just talked about Belgian L's in the last episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty powerful beer. Um, I'll talk about my beer here in a minute, but John, before I get into my beer, what are you drinking tonight? So I'm also drinking a Belgian style beer. Uh, so I've got a, a special commemorative beer from the national homebrewers conference. That's a collaboration between heretic brewing, Beechwood brewing, and uh, Mraz Brewing Company. Uh, and they collaborated to create this Belgian-style ale. That's as far as they go to describe it. Um, but it's 6% alcohol, and they actually dosed it uh, with Britannomyces, but I'm drinking it too fast for that to have taken any effect. <laughs> um, so, uh, but it's really light and refreshing. I'm really enjoying it uh, so far. So, All right. Well, damn. Well, you know... Uh, you guys are right on track, and if we were recording the show while I was at the pub just less than an hour ago, I would also be drinking a Belgian quad. I drank two glasses of the uh, Deschutes Brewing, the Stoic Belgian quad. It comes in about 10.4% ABV. Um, my gosh, that is a fantastic uh, quad beer. Uh, again, as we mentioned in last week, quad is kind of a – what do you say, John? It's, it's not really a uh, a set style. It's kind of an open style, but it kind of mimics a lot of the, the Belgian dark – or actually Belgian uh, blonde strong ales, right? Yeah, I think a lot of times it just kind of gets lumped into there just because there's not as many examples. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's still – I think if you talk to commercial brewers, they tell you it's a style. Okay. Um, it just you don't see it that often. Yeah. So. Yeah. You. I mean, pretty much. It's yeah. It's probably one of the 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 rarest ones you'll see actually labeled as a quad. A lot of times you'll just see the Belgian uh, strong blonde ale or whatever they call it. But man, the Stoic is great. And and the story behind that is I I grabbed a a twelve ounce glass of that when I went to the pub earlier today, and uh, I you know my wife grabbed a coconut porter. And, she, you know, she was going to drink half of that and give me the rest of that beer. Uh, but then she took a sip of mine. And she and get, just remember, my wife does not like Belgian-style ale. She doesn't like the, the Belgian yeast characters that come out. And But when she drank a sip of that beer, she said, this beer is so good, I want a glass for myself. So she then passed, passed her coconut porter to me. 
and I'm drinking now my my 12 ounce uh, glass of the the quad and her porter. Uh, then she orders her her quad, and it came out a little colder than mine came out. And when she first sipped it, she says, "This does not taste like your beer here." And she gave she gave me her glass. I'm like, "What the hell? You're making me drink two glasses wow. and a porter at the same time." So she, uh, so then I'm I'm drinking. I finished my first glass. I'm drinking the porter, and then I go and I start. I, just, I let that second glass warm up a bit, and. Um, when it warmed up, it began to taste more like the first glass tasted. So then I dropped about halfway through it and I said, oh, honey, guess what? The, the, this, this is now tasting like you tasted before. So then she grabs it, takes like <laughs> two sips, and then hands it back to me to finish. So I pretty much drank two 12-ounce glasses of this 10.4% beer um, just before coming on the show uh, and, and a coconut porter to, to boot. But don't I don't stop there. Hey, when I come on Tap to Craft, of course not. No, no, no. I I go balls out, and uh, I I didn't decide to go with some session beer this time. No, no, no. I have got in my hand right now, in my glass, actually half gone. Uh, Lagunitas Equinox. It's the genuine pale oat ale, um, twenty-two ounce bottle, nine uh, percent. Right again, twenty-two ounces of nine percent. I will be slurring my words, guaranteed, by the end of the show. Uh, if not, then you guys know what a professional beer drinker I am because uh, I- I'm feeling good right now. I can admit it. I'm hey, feeling good. Good thing we're going to be heavy on uh, Vic and I on this episode. So <laughs> we, don't need to, we don't need you, really. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. Hey, well, Danny, you still get hot and take your clothes off down there? I do. I do. Right now, Right now, though, I still have my clothes on. But if if there's a pause in the uh, it, you know in a time that I'm talking, you know what's happening. My clothes are coming off. Get the clothes off. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, Man, it's pretty hot. Yeah, with both of you at nine percent, I feel like I need to go get something to supplement here. I feel like I'm going to be left behind. <laughs> yeah, you, you almost got the session ale going on there with the six per, with the six yeah. percent. <laughs> yeah, for tonight I do. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, John, you know Rub what? It in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you step up your game? And uh, I know that we're going to be talking about a lot of the beers that you drank in San Diego later in the show. But is there anything that you drank in the last couple of weeks that is uh, special or noteworthy that you want to talk about before we get into that other stuff? Yeah. I'll mention one that I uh, actually bought in San Diego and brought back with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the Knee Deep Brewing Hopperillo yes. uh, Triple IPA. The Triple, yeah. Uh, and I know you're a big fan of uh, Knee Deep. And I love when we we went to the Bemo searching for stuff to take back, and I saw the Knee Deep, and I was like, hey, I got to get this. So um, they had this one, and then they had the uh, uh, the one that we uh, had in Boise. Like now, I'm blanking on the name. Was it a um, Simtra? Yeah, or, maybe that's the one. Or that the Hopperillo. We, we I, I can't remember which one we had because I drink. Literally, I drink everything Knee Deep does. They have huge hop uh, forward beers that are fantastic. So, my uh, I've had the Hopperilla. Uh, it's a great triple IPA, but I think in my personal favorite is the Simtra, which is also a triple. Uh, yeah, IPA. I, I think that's what we had in Boise, um, and I, I too liked that one a little more. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one took a little while to blossom in the glass and yeah. then uh, kind of warm up, and by the time it by the time I finally got to where I wanted it, I didn't have much left. So, um, but I still really enjoyed it. Uh, and 
you know, so I'd still recommend it to anybody okay. uh, to, to pick up if they can see it. But that's going to be it for me. Um, I have a ton more, but I'll okay. talk about it later. Okay. So. Excellent. Excellent. Now, did just so, just so I understand, did you drink that Hopperillo by yourself or did you share it with your wife or with Wes or someone? I shared it with Kristen. Okay. So. Okay. Good. Good. How'd she like it? Oh, uh, she liked it a lot. Yeah. Oh. Okay. She she enjoys hoppy beers as well, so okay. I got the got a winner there. Excellent, so. <laughs> excellent. So Vic, I don't want to put you on the spot, and if you're not ready, mm-hmm. I will go with my noteworthy beers. But do you, do you have anything ready to talk about? Anything special that you've come across in the last couple of weeks that you want to share with our community? Well, can I go back like a a month and a half or of so? Of course, yeah. No. Any, any no no <laughs> so, for you, Vic, you can go back a year if you need to. Just go back and share anything. It's okay. Okay. So true to John Ream, I'm a big fan of, of IPAs. That's usually my beer of choice, and I love I love an IPA. But this this spring, early spring, with our local breweries here around Cleveland, Fatheads and Great Lakes, mm-hmm. they've been putting out some excellent stouts this year. Oh, so yes. So I had the Alberta Clipper Porter uh, Stouts and Porters. Mm-hmm. I had the Alberta Clipper Porter, kick ass, smooth. Wow. Oh, lots of flavor, good finish. So I I had a lot of those this spring for the okay. month and a half that they were out. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and since, I, and I, since I, you know, I commented on John's picture of him at the Fathead Brewery in Stank Ass Pittsburgh. Uh, they had a they had, they had a hippie sippy Imperial Stout, and oh my god, I think I drank like we went there for dinner, and you know, of course, for for drinks with a buddy of mine and his wife mm-hmm. and we were killing the hippie sippies. Oh, wow. I mean, they, they were, pro- I think they were probably like maybe seven, six, seven percent somewhere around there. But, uh, you know, same as the, uh, great lakes, mm-hmm. uh, lots of flavor. I mean, lots of alcohol. I was pretty hit. So <laughs> I stepped out of the norm and tried something different. Great lakes and fat heads are doing some, uh, some good beers. Uh, awesome. Yeah, Fatheads is great. I really enjoyed the stuff I had when I was there. And they just opened up in Portland. So next time I'm yeah. down in Portland, I'm going to have to stop in again, yeah. uh, get some more. Okay, so so now am I am I mistaken in I, – I, is Fatheads a, a Ohio brewery or is it a Pittsburgh? More definitely. It's okay. an Ohio That's beer. what I thought. So, But they also have <laughs> – they have a remote site in Pittsburgh and also now in Portland. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, they so opened up in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh yeah. and they just opened in Portland within the last year. Wow. So. Wow, that's big. I, I, uh, I've heard good things about Fathead. I, I'm really hoping now that they've, uh, now that they're in Portland, maybe when I visit my family in, in Portland, uh, mm-hmm. I'll have to stop by and drink th- their beer because I hear that they make some very good, tasty beers. So yeah, they stick with their seasonal beers too. They'll show you the whole beer list of everything they brew, mm-hmm. but you got to make sure it's the time of the year because they won't give you something out of season. Okay, yeah, right. that's awesome. very disappointing when you go there to drink something you never had. You got to <laughs> yeah. definitely go there during the season. <laughs> well, you know what though? That's that's. I like that aspect of it is that that makes you come back for more, you know, you you don't want to just come with a one-time visit. It makes you come back every so often and you know, you're going to get some new beers every time you come. So, yeah, 
We got a lot of them, too. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, Vic, for sharing those beers. And I hope that our listeners are able to find those in in their areas because I'm drooling right now. I can't wait for (laughs) at least some fatheads. And you know what? I'm... I'm also, you know, I don't get uh, Great Lakes Brewing here in, in Boise, and I know that the, the beers that I have had have been very, very good. In fact, when we visited you guys in in Ohio, I really enjoyed the, the Great yeah. Lakes beers that we had. So I'm, I'm hoping yeah. they'll be able to distribute in my area so I can enjoy the same stuff you guys can enjoy there in Ohio. Yeah, they're getting better over time, man. They are. They're big time around here if you into the craft beer scene anyway. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Well, um, I also have a couple noteworthy beers that we drank since the last time we, we talked on the show. And uh, a funny, I mean, if you want to laugh about my antics last episode about the <laughs> Almanac Farmers Reserve uh, Pluot, I guess it's called, right? Pluot? I don't yeah. know. I said Pluot. Oh, yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's it. And I looked it up after John and I got off the show. I was I believed what John said. You know, it's a, it's a mix between a plum and an apricot. Sure enough. I went online and I looked up Pluot, and it surely it's a plum and an apricot. And I had bought this uh, this Farmers Reserve Pluot uh, beer, and my wife and I drank it uh, earlier in the week. And I'll tell you what, um, Sarah, my wife is a she loves sour beers, and we shared this beer, and she she absolutely loved it. I loved it too. Um, the the sourness was just right. And you can actually taste both the plums and the apricot flavors at the finish of this beer. Not overly, you know, flavorful, just in a, a subtle hint at the end. Um, fantastic beer. I recommend anyone who can get Almanac Brewing's Farmer's Reserve Pluot uh, beer, go and grab it. It's a little bit expensive. It's 10 bucks for like a, a third liter bottle. It's pretty expensive, but you won't be disappointed. I, I think it's a, a beer that... Any person who is uh, really enjoys sours would enjoy this beer. It has some great flavors. And, John, that includes you. Go find that beer before it's all gone. Yeah, I'll go look for it. Okay. I, I've liked all their sours that I've had. So. Okay. Okay. I, I was looking for the cherry one, the dog patch sour. I couldn't find it in my area. So uh, I think it must have either come by and, and passed me up or it hasn't got here yet. So. Yeah, the one I'd had, uh, I had been holding for a little while, so it may just be in oh, okay. between releases for that. Okay, so. no problem. Now, another beer I had, I think, John, you can chime in too, because I think you had it also, which you may talk about later. I didn't really, I, I don't know, but it's it's from Stone Brewing. It's their Drew and Steve's Imperial Mutt Brown Ale, and it's an Imperial Brown Ale. And uh, wow, I love brown ales, and this beer was at the top of my list. It doesn't it doesn't overcome my Bitch Creek uh, favorite as my favorite brown ale, but it's it's pretty close. It is a very very good brown ale. John, did you try that one uh, when you were down in San Diego? Yeah, I had a pint of that. Uh, I agree, it was really good. Um, and I might see if I can still grab a bottle or two before it goes away. Yeah. Um, to stick in the fridge, so yeah, uh, but yeah, I would, yeah, I agree. I definitely recommend that. that okay. one. excellent. Uh, Vic, have you seen that beer in your area? I know you get some Stone what? beers. It's the uh, I don't think I've seen that one, but Stone, you know, they usually just have the the regular Stones, you know, the IPA. And- okay, yeah, the Enjoy Buy IPAs. Have you had those? The, the Enjoy no, I've buy- seen those, but I haven't had any. 
Okay. I didn't realize how important they were. Yeah, but I've seen those. Yeah, th- those are those are ones I recommend that if you see one come through your area, um, make sure. Yeah, one. grab one. It's an imperial. It's an imperial IPA or double IPA. Um, th- they're very good. In fact, I just had a couple pints yesterday, and uh, yeah, every 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 almost every time they come into my area, I I grab at least a a pint or a bottle of it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a great double IPA. I think you would really really enjoy that one. Oh yeah. So yeah, and they switch it up. Uh, they switch up the recipe a little bit each time, so it's yeah. a different experience. So it's not the same beer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, seen your three year collection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so and staying on the on the stone brewing side, I went ahead and uh, had another stone brewing. That you know that the the stove. Chasticity. Did I say that right, John? I think I said it. No, sto- but I love every time you have one of these. <laughs> the Stochasticity. I can't say it. This is the uh, – I, I had been waiting for this beer to come in my area because I've seen so many people check into it on Untapped, and I said, I've got to have this beer. i got to have this beer. And it finally came to my area, and I picked it up last week, and it's called the Hi-Fi Lo-Fi Mixtape. And this is oh, wow. a unique beer. And I don't see the bottle here right next to me right now, so I don't know the details. It's a, it's a mix of of some uh, – I think there's some fresh um, beer and some barrel-aged beer that kind of blended together. But uh, it's, a, it's a really strong, very bitter beer that uh, I really, really enjoyed. It has some great flavor. Remind me of some of that old, old, uh, uh, old English – Type of strong ales, uh, but it has some. It really has some good flavor in it, and uh, but yeah, but it has a name you can't pronounce, and it's I forget the the ABV, but it's pretty high in alcohol and and very good flavor. But again, it's not a beer that any kind of uh, new person to craft beer should drink because it's going to wreck your palate. It's got Uh-oh. some serious uh, flavor in there. Have, have either of you guys tried that beer? The, I have not. No? no, I haven't even seen that one. No. Okay, all right, all right, and then of course I already mentioned the last noteworthy beer. Um, anyone who enjoys Belgian ales and wants to step it up to like the super powerful Belgian uh, quad style, uh, the Deschutes Brewery, the Stoic uh, Belgian quad is fantastic. Um, I have. A bottle. I, I drank it fresh. This is a 2015 fresh one, um, but I have uh, also drank this beer a year old. I think I have actually. I have a bottle that's two years. I think I'm going on two years um, aging in my beer cellar right now. Um, it's a great Belgian strong ale or quad. Uh, it's great fresh, and I can't wait to try it. Like you know, aged a couple of years. I think I had. I bought. I think I bought a couple of these bottles. I had one last year that I, I aged one year it was good, and I'm really curious to see how it ages over a two year period. But if you if you want to try something that's uh, good uh, on the quad style, that one is fantastic. It's a little expensive, you know. It's like 17 bucks a bottle. In fact, the 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 two 12 ounce uh, glasses I had at, at the on tap, they were each eight bucks a piece for 12 ounces. So. Uh, it's not for the light of wallet. You need to have a, a pretty strong wallet to be able to drink this stuff. But hey, if you enjoy quality Belgian ales, these these are the best. Yeah, it's worth it, right? Yeah, it's worth it. It's worth it. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, let's get right in to our brew buzz segment. And be, 
you know, before we get into the brew buzz, though, this is a new segment that we're going to start on episode 24 right now. It's going to be our community spotlight. And um, because we have such a great community out there and we want to learn about all of your uh, craft beer experiences, we want to invite our listeners to come on the show and share your experiences with us and share us share your beer journey. And tonight, I am proud to have my buddy Vic Joe on the show to talk about his craft beer experience because I think that uh, you know I was part of that that craft beer journey um, you know so many years ago, three years ago or so when when you first started that journey. So. Um, I, I'm very uh, happy to invite Vic Joe on the show to talk about his uh, craft beer experience. So um, let's get started with kind of going into your background, Vic. So this is the general question. When did you start drinking alcohol in general? And uh, and at what point during your, your alcohol drinking did you decide to go ahead and try craft beer? And, and when I ask this question, I kind of want to get your take on – what kind of negative aspects did you hear about craft beer that, that kept you from doing it earlier? And then once you joined into the craft beer scene, why, what, what caught your attention right away that you enjoyed about craft beer? Hmm. Well, I started drinking beer at a very young age. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to include my mother giving me beer mm-hmm. as a young child, but when I was in high school, you could, there was a grandfather clause. You could drink beer at 18, 18 beer yeah. and coolers. Yeah. So legally at 18, I started drinking. <laughs> but soon after, you know, being in the military, I, I switched a lot of beers from mall liquors to all kinds of different, you know, the beers you see on TV, Budweiser, Red Dog, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So I was always switching, uh, Zima, all that stuff. <laughs> so always had a love for beer. Always had a love for beer. So when I invited you on the 40 cast, you opened my world, my eyes up to a whole new world of beer, mm-hmm. craft beer. So that's when I got interested. Probably what was that three, four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, my entry into craft beer didn't start off well. Cause I went right in front of the strong, yeah. high powered, high flavor stuff. And it, it, it didn't work well, mm-hmm. but I stuck it out. Mm-hmm. I figured out what I like. I'm a PA guy now. Yeah. But uh, uh, so I'd say a few years ago I got into it. Okay. So, so before you met me and before I started introducing you to the variety of different beer styles out there, what were you drinking mainly at the time? <laughs> uh, you know, the, the commercial beer, uh, St. Ives, Colt 45, the <laughs> – the more the more powerful beers that get you more messed up. Okay, okay. So you were all about the uh, you know getting that getting that quick fix, getting that head buzz, yep. getting you know getting the most for your, bang for your buck. Definitely. Um, okay, yep. that's where I got the the name for the forty cast because you know you get yeah. you a nice strong forty ounce. That's right. That's right. That's why I wanted to, I wanted to get at that that everyone understands that you were all about. Just you know, getting that buzz on and getting fun, right? Because that's what the yeah. forty cast was about. I that's exactly. what I loved yeah. is that you guys would get together and get hammered and have fun and and uh, like a big old party, yeah, right? It was a big party. It's a big party. So, okay, excellent. Um, so, do you remember back to the? I mean, you mentioned already that that you wanted to go hard into it, so you were going for the heavy stuff. But do you remember? And 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 it could be a negative. 
remembrance, but do you remember the first time you tried a craft beer? Did you was it a positive experience or was it something that you didn't really like and that it kind of took you away from the craft beer experience for a little bit longer? I, this is how negative it was for me. Okay, I remember the beer and everything. It was Founders IPA. Okay, and when I first sipped it, I'm like, oh my god, this tastes like like dog piss. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. But I'm like, Denny told me it takes a while to get your palate adjusted to everything. So I toughed it out. I got a six pack of Founders IPA. Okay, I think I drank like two or three of them, and I believe to this day. I still have two or three of them. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't drank another Founders beer after that, man. Really? <laughs> wow. Oh, that's too bad. You you need to go back now that now that you are more enlightened. Yeah. Um, well, here's and, the, and here's check the it thing out. They got great stuff. Well, here's the, here's why I don't because I real after I after I drank those three, I realized it was from Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, but. But uh, yeah, I always think about like, man, maybe I should go back and try it now, and see what I think of it. But the whole Michigan thing just throws me off. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you, you got to forget about the Michigan thing because uh, <laughs> Founders makes some damn good beer. They and, do, yeah, and, they uh, really do. I, I just, I am saddened that the only time I get Founders is when I travel to the East Coast because they don't distribute <laughs> this side of of my area, so I don't have any chance of getting them here in, in the Idaho area. Uh, but you have a good opportunity to try a lot of really good beers. And so just forget the fact that they're from Michigan. Just uh, enjoy yeah. the fact that they make good beer and, and, and drink it for that because uh, you won't be disappointed. They they have some Yeah, I know they alcohol. got a lot of different types too. So okay. maybe I will. <laughs> All right. So, Vic, now that you've entered into the craft world, you, you had some stumbles, but you've realized that, hey, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to enjoy mm-hmm. I enjoy this. It's, you know, I, I'm, I'm acquiring a taste. What was your first go-to craft beer? The beer that you would always, when you saw it on the shelves, you would go and grab um, before anything else as far as the craft beer type of, uh, of a beer. Wow. I had a few different ones. My, the one that I would grab at first for the, for the longest was the Lagunitas IPA. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's funny saying that because y'all out there on the West Coast, and mm-hmm. it was kind of new back then when it was when I was picking it up all the time. Yeah. So I'd always fall back on Lagonitas. I'd always fall back on uh on Rogue. Because mm-hmm. Rogue had a lot of I think Rogue is what opened me up to trying other things too because they got so many different kinds. Yeah. So there's another one uh with the uh with the red face uh the- Scott sent me that glass that time. Uh the red face, yeah. Mm. I think we talked about it a couple, a little while ago. I forget the name of it. Okay, but it, it was it was that one too. They had a lot of different different beers. So those three opened me up mm-hmm. to like, oh yeah, that's a good name brand. So let me just stick with them for a while. Okay, okay, yeah. That that's the key. Now the one thing that's different about your story than what I hear about most people's craft beer journeys is that you went right for the like the strongest flavored beer you could the ipa and i have to hand it to you vic that you stuck with it you didn't let that that overpowering flavor get you down you kept at it and you realized that eventually you enjoyed what the big hops gave you and and 
Uh, so I have to applaud that because uh, a lot of people wouldn't wouldn't have stuck through it the way you did. So I mean, it's great. Well, like I said, I always remember what you said, man. Your palate's going to take a while to get used to it, mm-hmm. but just just work through it. And okay. hey, and I remember the name is arrogant bastard. Oh yeah, that's okay. That's just yeah, arrogant bastard <laughs> is. Uh, yeah, that yeah, that's right. That was the beer, and you had had that at first and didn't like it, and then after yep. you started drinking more craft beer, you came back to it and said, "Hey, this is a good beer." Oh yeah, and and that beer is the one I I recommend the least for anyone getting into craft beer because <laughs> that has a very very harsh front and finish. If you're not expect, you know, if you're not used to that type of of a beer, it's a it's a strong ale, which is just like a lot of malt and a lot of 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 bitterness to overcome that malt sweetness um it's one of my favorite style i mean that beer is one of my favorite beers of all time um and now vic i know you enjoy the the arrogant bastard and the double bastard right oh definitely yeah so (laughs) i'm glad that you were able to come a a full circle around from the point where you hated the beer and now you love the beer that's a great story and uh Yeah. yeah that's a good job okay now let's get a little lighter, little lighter question that uh, will take us off of the the detailed, uh, you know, thinking back. But hey, you have any good, any good uh, beer drinking stories? You have one one beer drinking story that you'd like to share with our community that that was just a fun, goofy story. Not not anything too embarrassing, but just something that we, that you remember back in your days, whether it's before craft beer or after that uh, that just was a, a memorable time in your life. Wow. I mean, I think, you know, from, from drinking craft beer to drinking what's, what you see on TV, it's two whole different things. I mean, back then, I used to drink beers to get as drunk as I could. And yeah. you know what comes with getting as drunk as you can. Who enjoys that? Yeah, yeah. So my whole thing is you drink some good quality craft beer with a nice alcohol level, you need four or five. So yeah. yeah. I, I can tell you the last time I've been like, crazy drunk you know? <laughs> well good good so, okay all right <laughs> well, well, well we'll we'll go ahead and side sideline the uh the the beer drinking experience uh <laughs> stories we'll go in let's go back to beer now i don't want to put you on the spot but if you do think of something that you just thought hey this is a funny story you can chime in any time but now mm-hmm. that now that you're an experienced craft beer drinker is there is there a you know I, if you remember back in the, the time on the 40 cats i always mention kind of a gateway beer into craft beer do you have a beer that you would recommend to other people that are looking to get into craft beer that might be a gateway beer that that they could drink that's not too over overwhelming for their palate but enough that would say hey this is better than what i'm you know better than the bud light better than the coors and the and the domestic offerings to get them into the craft beer scene do you have one beer that you would recommend I do, because I remember what you said, man. Maybe you want to start with, like, a fruit-flavored beer mm-hmm. to kind of slowly get you into it. Mm-hmm. Well, I did that. So I, it Just great timing. When I started, one of my buddies uh, brought me a six-pack of this beer called Bumbleberry, and it's from <laughs> Fatheads. Okay. And it's, it's uh, I think it's blueberry-flavored beer, man. Okay, okay. And it's wonderful. So okay. stick with the flavored beers. Okay, you think you think that sometimes some of these flavored beers, beers might be too much, like uh, like you know, I'm drinking Kool Aid or some kind of a foo foo thing for for people. 
Or do you think I, mean, it's- I think there are some out there that might be a little too sweet, mm-hmm. but I think bumbleberry it, it kind of it evens out well. It's a nice little flavor to top off that that beer flavor if you're not really into the flavor of beer. Yeah. yeah. So it has a fruity flavor to kind of offset the beer flavor. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think that one has some honey in it too. Yeah. It's uh, a little it, more fun. It, it has a nice mixture of both. Now you ain't getting one more than the other. Wow. Excellent. Well, thank thank you for that advice, and uh, hopefully any of our listeners out there are still trying to get into craft beer, because we do we do have listeners that don't drink beer, that just like to listen to, you know, learn about craft beer, and this might be the beer that they might be able to pick up that they can try and, uh, and get into it. So, hey, I appreciate that advice, Vic. Now, um, I'm going to ask you this question, but I think I already know the answer. What is your favorite beer style? IPA all the way. All right, all right. Yeah, I had a feeling that was going to be your answer. Okay. And what is your least favorite beer style? If you had one beer style that you've had that you just say, "Yuck, I just don't like drinking that beer." What style of beer is that that you've you've tried over the years? Pilsners. Yeah. Okay. Hey, hey, John. Guess what? Vic and I are on the same page, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, when I drink a pilsner, all I can think about is. Uh, is uh, Budweiser and, and uh, what's that Pittsburgh beer, Yingling. Yingling. That's all I can think about. Yeah, yeah, but Yingling is a lager, and it's actually – Yingling's a pretty good lager, actually. Yeah, it's a fallback beer if there's nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, so what would you say is your favorite brewery? If you had to pick right now, at this moment in time in your life – what would you be your favorite brewery of all time right now? Well, I'll say Lagunitas, mm-hmm. but after looking at John Reams' uh, untapped line today, I, there's a lot of Lagunitas that I'm not seeing, that I'm not getting ah, here. Okay. I thought I've had a lot of Lagunitas, <laughs> but there's a lot I'm not getting. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so you come visit, we'll favorite. pick you up. I need to, man. <laughs> I'm missing out. Okay, so then what's your, what's your pick then? I say Lagunitas. Oh, okay, so even though you haven't had all of their offerings, you still would say that, that they're one of your favorite. I I agree. I definitely enjoy theirs. Yeah, right? that that is actually if I had to pick one of my all time favorite breweries, that that overall is my favorite. And people argue with me because a lot of people think that Lagunitas beers, a lot of times they all taste similar to one another. They don't have a distinct style um but you know what that's what i like about lagunitas is that i don't have to have a distinct style i can have a blended uh experience and get a beer that tastes great but i don't necessarily have to have all the style you know things you know you know dialed in it perfectly i can have something that's that's blended and and that's why i think i i would call them my favorite now I have a favorite all-time brewery, but I also have a favorite brewery of each state that I you know, visit also. So um, they don't necessarily are the, are the same. But, uh, no. but yeah, I, I'll agree with you, Vic. I like I like Lagunitas. Hey, John, while we're talking about favorite breweries, do you have a favorite brewery that you would, you can say is my favorite all-time brewery? Uh, so if you'd asked me this like a year ago, I would have hands down said Black Raven okay. out here in yeah. Seattle. Mm, yeah. um, They're good. But, 
if anybody who's listening should know that or would know that Fremont's been coming on strong uh, <laughs> every freaking week. Um, so yeah, I think they may, they may be uh, challenging that pedestal right now. So. Okay. Okay. Hey, it's good to know. We, and you know what? That's the key. John brought up a good point that your favorite brewery right now, it may change once something else comes into, you know, comes available and you made it totally change to something else because you never got to experience that other brewery. Um, but for me, it's still Lagunitas only because uh, I do get a lot of their offerings. And Vic, you're gonna you're gonna see a lot more different styles come your way now that they have that brewery in full oh, operation yeah. in Chicago. So in Chicago, yeah, yeah. yeah so. Well, here let me let me also add this too. I mean, I love Lagunitas, mm-hmm. but Ohio, the whole state in general has lots of great beers. Yeah, I mean, yeah. up here in Cleveland where I'm at and down there where Matt's at in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. they got lots of great beer there oh, yeah. too. So if I, I go to the store and live off Lagunitas and Ohio beer. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's kind of kind of shortchanging myself. So <laughs> Okay. Well, yeah, Ohio's <laughs> one of those states that's really exploding right now. Yeah. With just a ton of breweries. So it's a good place to be. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I agree. I think I, I've read a couple articles that have listed Ohio as being one of the fastest growing beer, craft beer uh, states uh, with all the breweries that are opening and all the great beers coming out of Ohio State. So uh, you guys are in a good position to be able to experience that. I know Matt, I see the stuff that he's, you know, you know, all the stuff he's going to with Mad Tree and Christian. That guy lives off his local beer, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and he's in heaven. And that, you know what? That's the key is to be able to enjoy what you have available locally. I think the best beer a lot of times is what you get fresh locally that you that most people aren't going to get unless they visit the brewery because, yeah. you know, that's that's the key is, is – is, the breweries can't afford to can and bottle everything they brew, and you're not going to be able to experience all that outside of your local area. But if you go to the brewery, you're going to get stuff that's just a specially made uh, beer that no one else is going to be able to get if they didn't visit. So um, I, I, I just want to let you know, Vic, go out there as much as you can and visit those local breweries and get you know, as much uh, good quality local craft beer you can. You'll be happy. All right, so Vic, do you have a single beer that is like your favorite beer of all time? Wow, <laughs> it's a hard one. I know. It's, I mean, to pick to pick tough, one though. beer, but is there is there one thing that stands out that uh, that you love? Like like my my one favorite. If I were to pick one, that was my favorite beer that I go to all the time. I, it's hard. Uh, in Idaho, I would say Bitch Creek, that that American Brown Ale from uh, Grand Teton is my go-to beer. No matter what, where I go, if I see they have that, I will drink a, a beer of that. It's like it's like an automatic. If I see it, I'll drink it because I just love it. But I'm not saying that's my all-time favorite, but it's it's my Idaho all-time favorite. But do you have one that you can you know somewhat close to that? Either an Ohio favorite or just something that you always go to when you see it's available. That might be your favorite beer. I have to say it, man. It's the Lagunitas IPA, man. Mm-hmm. Okay, just a regular IPA, just a regular yeah, one, or the regular the... IPA. Okay, that's a good beer. That's a good. Hey, John, do you? I'm throwing you on the spot, you know. But since I asked Vic the question, what about you? Do you have one beer that you would say is your favorite beer that you always order if you see it available? 
Oh, this this is kind of a moving target, kind of. Uh, <laughs> I know it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> but I think uh, recently I've actually with it's been really hot in Seattle, so I've been kind of in a light pilsner type kick. So I've actually the local Airways and their pilsner uh, has been kind of my my go to lately when I've been been out. Okay. Uh, which they they actually won gold with that beer at the Great American Beer Festival this last year. So, yeah, that's the the Hoppy Pilsner. No, no, this is just their standard one. Oh, okay, not the not the Hoppy. Okay, all right. Well, thank you for answering that on the spot because uh, that, that is a hard question to answer. I know that I couldn't come up with my all time favorite, but I can come up with. You know, definitely a beer that I can drink at, at any time. So now we're going to get more random questions. Um, now, Vic, have you attended any uh, beer festivals, uh, you know, craft beer festivals, either in your area or outside your area? Yeah, last year I attended the second annual uh, Cleveland Beer Fest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and how was it? Was it? Did you have a good time? What What did you like about it? What did you dislike about it? What could be made better? I enjoyed it, but I don't, you remember last year I was in the hospital. Yeah. For so this was like the next week after I got out of oh. the hospital, so I was being very cautious. Yeah. But I had a great time. I was hanging out with great people. But my favorite part of that was, of course, the large, uh, the large showing of Ohio beers. That was my favorite part. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it opened me up. To other than IPAs, that was what I learned the most of it to try okay. other beers. So that's when I started going past just getting IPAs. So. Okay, okay, excellent. So, was there anything during? I mean, if you can remember back to to last year, was there what what beers do you remember that stood out to you that you said, "Hey, this is a style that I I never would have tried, but now that I tried it, I like it, and I want to drink more of it." Is there one you can remember that you that you really enjoyed? Wow, I remember this one beer. I, I got to stay Ohio again. Mm-hmm. This was okay. a, this was a Toledo beer. I don't, I don't know if it was the mommy beer that I've had a couple weeks ago, but I know the flavor was cigar and whiskey. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it, it totally tasted like a cigar, and it had a whiskey finish. Okay, okay, it, and it was out of Toledo, Ohio. It was pretty damn good. Wow that that is a. Uh... <laughs> That's a unique flavor uh, profile. So it's got the smokiness and the bourbon barrel type, uh, yeah, yep. type stuff. Okay, it's yep. it's, it's not going to be a common style that you're going to find. It's going to be a, a specialty beer that someone brewed. Um, mm. Was there any other things that like? Did you come across like I know you like the IPAs because of the flavor that you yep. get. You know, you get the bitterness, the the dry, I'm sure you enjoy the dry hopped uh, yeah. aromas and the you know citruses and flowery and the different. Uh, flavors you get from it but do you remember if there was any kind of like uh, like for example right now you're drinking a belgian quad that is a huge step away from a standard ipa american ipa to a belgian quad is a huge gap mm-hmm. you didn't just get there overnight you you had to have had some beers that transitioned you from an ipa to a belgian style l do you do you have any remembrance of how you got to that that broad of a of a spectrum? I don't know how I got here, man. All I know is sometimes when I go out to a place that has like a bunch of beers, mm-hmm. I'll start out with a light beer and then I'll just look at 
ABV on the list. <laughs> okay, okay. So, I mean, and when I picked this beer up, I looked at I like Omega Gang beer yeah. brewery. Yeah. So that's why I grabbed it because I like those uh those Game of Thrones beers. Yeah. That's why I grabbed this. I had no idea, didn't really pay attention that it was a Belgian style beer. And yeah, you were looking at the the brewer, the brewery, and yeah. the ABV, and you said, "Hey, yep. I'm getting my I'm money's worth for this." Okay. Yep. Yep. All right, so so now that you're drinking it, do you appreciate it, or is it something that you're probably not going to go back to again? Uh, you know what? I I totally appreciate it. Okay. Before I realized what this was, I had in my mind that I'm not a big Belgian-style beer Ex- fan. Yeah, yeah. But I like this. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, I'm hoping that now you've opened your eyes You've you've brought in your 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 horizon to to a whole new style of beers that you you might try more of. You'll be able to try some of those those uh, those triples and those doubles and you know some of the sour beers that come from Belgium because I think now that you've you've got a taste of a of an extreme version of it, yeah. I think you might be able to really appreciate some of the more subtler versions of that of that profile too of that yeah. that belgian profile so okay yeah this this is so good and i'm so fucking hammered right now <laughs> <laughs> i'm enjoying this well, well you know what vic you don't sound <laughs> hammered at all you're handling it well so you're doing good all right so um so now we know you, you've vis- visited uh festivals and you you enjoy the festival thing or is it something something you want, might want to do more of or is it something that's like a one-time thing that you no so they just had it last weekend. I couldn't make it last weekend, mm-hmm. but I had all intentions. I couldn't find nobody to go with. I was asking people, but just didn't get a chance to go. So okay. it's definitely something that I want to do. Man. Okay, good, good. You need to. You, if Matt wasn't uh, vacationing during the brew yeah. festival, I think you and him definitely could get together and enjoy a beer festival together in, in either the Cincinnati area or in the Cleveland area. I think. Oh, trust me. We're going to be down at the Helmer's house here within the next couple of weeks. And we're going to, beer, we're going to a brewery tour. <laughs> All right. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Well, talking about brewery tours, um, you led, that's a perfect segue right into my next question is, have you visited or toured uh, breweries and uh, which one of those tours actually stood out to you? You know, did, is there one that you really enjoyed more over the others and what, and what aspect of that tour did you enjoy uh, more? So it's a, it's a multi-part question. So just go ahead and start okay. and I'll just keep asking questions. All right. So I've been to a few, a few different breweries. Mm-hmm. I've been to the Fathead Brewery. I've been to the Great Lakes Brewery and I've been to the Mount Carmel Brewery. Okay. And uh, which is in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I had the best time at the Mount Carmel Brewing Brewery <laughs> because those people, they do beer because they love it. Exactly. Yeah. And they made me love their beer, man. So every time I see something they got new, I'm I'm on it. So they made me feel good about drinking this type of beer. So okay, yeah. Uh, that and you know what? I appreciate that also because those are some of the best tours. Is when you get them from uh, breweries that yep. truly are in it because of they, their love of the craft. Yeah. And when when you can sense that they love what they do and they put their heart into it, then you just it makes you enjoy the beer and enjoy, you know even more because you know that they're not doing it because it's just a job. They're doing it because hey, they truly enjoy crafting yeah. uh, quality beers that they want people to enjoy. So yeah. that that's fantastic. Yeah, I, yeah this 
this place was special, man. I mean, it was like a house with a barn sitting in the back, man. And they had their brewery in the house and, a, and an extension to the house. It was just a special place, man. And they made me feel real good about about being there and drinking their beer. Man. <laughs> All right. I spent right. a lot of money that day. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Hey, that's, that's the way to roll. Okay, one last question, Vic. I'll let you off the hook. And this is a this is off the wall question that uh, you may or may not have an answer, but if you do have one right off the top of your tongue, I'll be really impressed. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were able to name a beer and or a brewery, what would you call it? Oh, wow. Hmm. <laughs> Either one, a brewery or a beer. If whatever you whatever comes to the top of your your mind, like. Like, you know, John John did a great name for us. When when I went to visit John last summer and we brewed our, our dark Belgian ale, uh-huh. um, he came up with a name. He called it the Loose Cannon. Uh, you know, a play off of my last <laughs> oh, name, Loose. Oh, totally a Loose Cannon. Yeah, and it was a cannon, and it was a Loose Cannon because this beer could turn out any which way, and we didn't know how it was going to land. And it turns out that the loose cannon actually turned out to be a, a dead on shot because I think the beer is fantastic myself, but you know, it was a, it was a great name that he came up with. So I'm sure that you've probably, you know, maybe you've thought about beer names that you wouldn't mind having, and it could be something funny or something, a play on, on whatever, right? It could be, you know, there's a lot of, of good beer names out there that are play on words or, or, or something like that. But have you ever thought well, about that? I have a little bit. Well, and that is, and you know, speaking of this, last year when I was at that beer festival, there was a beer called Vix, Vix Brewing Company, I believe it was called. Mm-hmm. So that's stolen. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna be cliche here and say Vic Joe USMC's Brewing Company. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so and 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 everyone that knows me knows it's gonna be a, a high octane IPA. Yeah, it's gonna be my specialty beer. Okay. All right. You, you have any idea? You, you're going to keep it uh, marine, U.S. Marine uh, oriented, where you have some kind of devil dog or, or you know. Yeah, because, you know, most Marines just drink Budweiser, you know, <laughs> the, the typical shit, you know. Okay. Well, you can play off of that, too. Not the typical jarhead beer or something, right? You, you know, you, you, can, you can play off of anything, so. Yeah. All right. Okay. That, 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 was, that was a trick question because most people aren't going to have that off the top of their head. But I thought maybe you would have something. I, and I wanted to, to let our listeners know that, hey, you can, this is what they can expect as they come on a show is I'm going to hit them with these hard, these hard questions. So now they'll be able to prepare for it when it's their time to, to answer them. So, you know what, Vic, thank you for, uh, for being a great, uh, you know, for, for answering our questions and being honest and showing our listeners that, uh, you know, that, that, Hey, that someone can come out of, uh, just wanting some high octane beer or just getting drunk or whatever, right. Mentality. And then, come to really appreciate uh, yeah. you know quality craft beer and now you know you don't have to drink as many to get that little buzz on and you can actually enjoy what you're drinking and not just drink it to get you know to to get to the end result so exactly. uh, I just want to just want to thank you for that but um, but hey uh, that's a that's that's our our community spotlight uh, segment first time ever I thought it went very good and now, we're going to get into the meat of the show, and uh, Vic Joe, of course, jump right in uh, and ask mm-hmm. John anything that you you know any questions you have because 
you know, if you don't jump in, John will just keep talking forever. He's, you know, he's, he just runs on like that. But, but now we're going to get into the brew buzz segment and we're going to focus this week on uh, John's trip to San Diego for the national homebrewers conference. And not only the, the stuff he did at the conference, but what he did outside of the conference. Are you ready, John, for this uh, fun filled fact trip? I, I was born for this. Okay, yeah, let's, I'm, do I'm ready to go. let's do it. Let's do so, it. Let's talk about your trip. <clears throat> so yeah, I, uh, last weekend I was down in San Diego for the National Homebrewers Conference, and actually, my buddy Wes, who is a listener and a uh, friend of the show, uh, went with me. And uh, so the, the Homebrewers Conference is a once a year thing. It rotates around the country, and they have seminars uh, for brewing beer and opening breweries and all kinds of stuff. Uh, and then they they have different events at night um, and different things going on around the around the conference during the week. Um, so I started going when it was in Seattle four years ago, and I haven't missed one since. That's okay. how great it was for me. So if you're listening and you're a home brewer and you haven't done it yet, you definitely need to do it. Uh, next year it's in Baltimore uh, in uh, June 16th and 19th, I think. Okay. Uh, so definitely check it out. Um, Tickets will go on sale in around February, March time frame, I think. Um, but uh, so San Diego uh, was really excited. There's, there's tons of great breweries around there. Um, and we we landed on a Wednesday and checked into the conference, got our, our room at the hotel, and immediately went down to catch uh, a brew tour bus to get to uh, Society Brewing. Oh, Okay. Except the bus wasn't there, and we, we apparently missed it, and it wasn't coming back. Nobody knew what was going on with it. So we were just sitting like, oh, crap. This was our plan for the day was to go up to society and check it out. Uh, so we, with the, with the help of Google Maps, we found out we could get there for 250 on an express bus. Oh. Uh, so we ran over to the bus stop and caught it just in time to, to head up there. And uh, with a little walk, we finally made it. Okay. So, John, and, before, uh, before you get too far, um, because I'm new to this whole thing, um, this, I mean, the Homebrew Conference, they actually were uh, putting on different events to go to different breweries, and you just had to catch a bus to get there? Or was it something that was on the side that was part of the, that wasn't really part of the conference, but was a side uh, aspect of the conference that was being held? So they had a couple different um, beer tour buses that were free that mm-hmm. would just were on a cycle that were running between a bunch of different breweries. Okay. Um, we were going to an event that night, which I'll talk about in a minute, okay. uh, which is why we didn't jump on one to just go the whole day. Okay. Um, okay. So we were just shooting for society, which was relatively close. And if the the bus schedule didn't work out, we could cab it back. Okay. Relatively without cheaply. Yeah, without paying a fortune to get so, back. Okay. Yeah, and it was one of the ones that we had kind of targeted that that we wanted to visit. But yeah, they they have different events and different breweries were hosting events, and uh, they're all kind of in addition to the conference. So some of them you'll have to buy a, an extra ticket to or okay. pay a little extra to do. Um, but they usually have those every year, uh, just various breweries around the area. Okay. Um, so uh, we made it to society and happened to run into some people from my homebrew club there, which was really weird. You know, we'd all just traveled uh, 2,500 miles, and then we were at the same brewery in San Diego. Um, but we uh, grabbed a seat, and I, I think 
for most of this talk, I'm going to focus on the beers that I had because okay. that's kind of the focus of the show yeah. more than uh, any of the homebrewing aspect of yeah. things. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to highlight uh, three of the beers that, that we had there uh, that I really enjoyed. Uh, the first of which is the, the Pugilist. Okay. I'm, I'm hoping I'm raise your, pronouncing yeah. that correctly. Yeah, raise your fist up. You're going to be boxing <laughs> a little bit bare, bare, bare fisted uh, boxing. Right? <sighs> yeah. So this was a this was a dry Irish stout that was only like four and a half percent. Um, so you know, light beer in terms of alcohol, but it, it still had a ton of flavor and didn't feel thin or anything. Uh, so it still had some some body for the stout. Uh, it, it was really pleasant. I really enjoyed that one. And the next one, uh, stick with our Belgian theme for the night, was uh, the Harlot, which is a Belgian blonde that was just really light and refreshing. It was actually the first beer I had when we were there. Um, and we just walked a half mile from the bus stop, so I was ready for something refreshing. And this thirsty. this hit the spot. Oh, yeah, definitely <laughs> really thirsty. Um, and uh, then the third, third one I was talking about for society was the Pupil. And this was their one of their IPAs. They had three different IPAs on, um, uh, like a se- session IPA kind of thing, and then two uh, IPAs. Uh, one that was more uh, pine focused, and then one okay. that was more tropical focused. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and I believe the pupil was the tropical focused one. I, I think I, that's the one that I enjoyed a little more. They were both really good, but I would give the edge to the the pupil. Okay, which which, um, which of the three? Of the weirds you listed, was your favorite of, of the of the society? Uh, the, actually, the pugilist, that the dry style. Okay, um, I, I really enjoyed that beer, and I, I, that's I could have gone there and just drank them all day. Okay, I mean, and then you know, just really enjoyed it. I mean, it, it's one of those that you can just keep going and and never be disappointed. All right. So, do you do you know if society actually do they only do their beers on tap, or do they actually bottle or can their beers also? Do you did you know that if they mentioned that? Uh, I think they had a few bottles available um, to go okay. from the brewery. Um, I don't know if they. I, I don't think they distribute outside California okay. if they distribute at all. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, it. It was mostly draft, I think, and they they have were really pushing growler sales. So I'm guessing that's kind of the main way you can okay. get their beer. Right yeah, now. yeah. There's a there's a lot of small breweries that only serve draft. Uh, so I, that's why I was I was I was kind of going to gauge their size by by if they offered uh, cans or bottles, it means that they're probably a little bit bigger, uh, and they were offering it to a wider distribute you know distribution. But it sounds like they're pretty local. Yeah, I mean they're not they're not tiny tiny. I mean they at, at the bar you sit looking in on the brewery like they're all their firmers and stuff. And if, if you're falling on Untapped, I had, had a couple pictures up from from where we were sitting looking mm-hmm. into the brewery. And, yeah, I mean they were brewing a batch of beer. Like yeah, yeah, I remember that. Oh. Yeah, I saw that picture. Yeah, um, but it, it was really cool. Everybody there was really nice and uh, you know easy to talk to behind the bar and. Um, it's a really nice place, nice atmosphere. So if you're down there, I definitely recommend visiting Society. They got some good stuff. Okay. And there's a couple of people I talked to from the area said that their the beer list they had on was actually really restricted um, right now because they're gearing up. They were gearing up for uh, their third anniversary, uh, like couple week celebrations. So they were kind of uh, holding some things back. Um, to kind of really blow it out for their anniversary. So I 
it was too bad I wasn't there like a week later when that started. Oh, um, to to really enjoy some of the stuff. Um, but uh, what they had on was still really good. Okay, um, excellent. All right, so what did you have so, planned that night? Yeah, so the, yeah, so I mentioned we had a, a, a an event that night, and that was going to uh, the Brewing Network's anniversary party, and the Brewing Network. Is a whole bunch of homebrewing shows, all podcasts that you can listen to. And if, if you're into homebrewing, definitely check it out. Just don't listen to it in front of your kids. Um, <laughs> they're they're it, not wait. They're not pretty. Yeah, they're not clean like us, right? <laughs> yeah, they, they don't have a clean tag on any of their shows. So, um, oh, y'all do. My bad. <laughs> no, 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 we're not, not official. No, no, we're not official. We're not officially clean, Vic. And you didn't say anything that was. Uh, Unclean, so you're okay. But uh, we just right. we don't put a clean tag. We don't put an explicit tag either. So we just kind of have a general tag. So if if I slip up yeah. and say ass or damn or <laughs> shit or whatever, it it goes through. But uh, but for the most part, we try to say you know pretty clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not clean or explicit. We're just choosing an adventure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So they this was their tenth anniversary, and the event was held at the Broadway Pier. In San Diego, uh, which is right down. I mean, we were just looking across at all the aircraft carriers uh, down at Coronado uh, there. Um, and uh, it, it was really cool. They had tons of local breweries pouring a lot of great beers. Um, and so I'll highlight a few of those. And uh, Denny brought up, you brought up uh, sour beers earlier. And that, that your wife really enjoys them. Mm-hmm. So the next time you travel to the San Francisco area, you need to make time to go to the Rare Barrel. Okay. They were pouring uh, six six different beers, I think, um, or five different beers. Two, like a couple of which were like a fourteen and a fifteen vintage of the same beers. Um, and I so I tried at least one version of each of the beers they had. Um, which were cosmic dust, uh, shadows of their eyes, and then my favorite, I think, of the of the three, ensorcelled, which uh, was a sour with some raspberries uh, mm. added in, and they were all incredible. Um, and I talked to a couple of people that had like driven down the coast and stopped there on the way uh, to the conference, and they they'd stopped at Rare Barrel and just said. Everything else there was was uh, amazing as well, um, and, and so I'm really hoping that uh, I get a chance to to get there relatively soon. Um, and and from a, a an interesting note for how they do their um, their beers, they actually don't have a, a brew system at, at their brewery at all. Um, they they contract out all of their their wort and then they ferment it there. Uh, themselves, so they have three different uh, warts. They have a, a blonde, a red, and a, a brown like wart, and then they get that you know trucked in, and they fill all their barrels and add all their yeast and bacteria and everything else to make their their different beers, which is a really interesting uh, way to go about about doing business, um, and it keeps them from making a, a you know hundred thousand dollar investment in a in a brew plant that that they don't necessarily need if they can just contract out everything uh, that they, that they want. Um, so uh, the next beer I'll talk about was stone uh, Theodore's classic. 
And this was a beer uh, that they were pouring uh, just for the, the VIPs, which, of course, I was one because um, I'm, I'm kind of a big deal. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's their Stone Imperial Stout aged in bourbon barrels. Uh, it was really smooth and uh, just really easy to easy and really dangerous to drink because you could put it back and I'm sure that if you had enough of it, that thing would just really catch up to you quick. Mm. Um, but it was, you know, I think we've talked recently about, you know, bourbon that can just kind of over, overwhelm the beer. Yeah. Uh, this one was really, uh, really melded well and, uh, really complement each other really well. So I, I don't know. Uh, he was pouring it from bottles. So I'm assuming it, it they do distribute it uh, to some degree. Uh, so if you do see it, uh, pick it up. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I definitely I, recommend that one. I think right now they have it in even six packs, I think. I just saw it's a beer store today that um, that they had a Stone Imperial Stout that was aged in bur- bourbon barrels. So I, I'm, I'm thinking they, they're releasing this even in smaller uh, batches. Oh. Well, yeah. If if that's it, definitely grab it because it's really good. Um, so uh, another, uh, I mentioned I was drinking a, a beer that was a collaboration with Heretic, and I stopped by their uh, booth uh, at the event, and uh, the owner and brewer Jamil Zanishev was there pouring, which was mm, really awesome. And nice. I got to quickly thank him for all the help he's given over the years through his uh info that he's disseminated and his book that that i've uh tore up uh, front and back just getting all the info from it um but the one I'll, I'll mention that i had was the the heretic torment which is their belgian dark strong yeah yeah um which danny if you still happen to have a bottle yeah <laughs> of, of the loose cannon and you can get a bottle of torment I want you to do them side by side. Okay. Okay. Um, because the, the recipe I used as kind of a, the base for our beer was Jamil's recipe. What? Oh my and, gosh. You stole the torment from him. <laughs> well, it was from the, it was from his book, uh, book of homebrewing recipes. Okay. Um, and they're, they're not this, they're not the exact same, but they have a lot of similarities. Okay. Um, and I think that'd be really interesting to do. Um, we don't get heretic here, so I can't do it myself. But yeah, yeah. If I, you do see a bottle of torment, grab it and do this experiment for I'll, me. I'll do it. So. In fact, they have torment on the shelves right now, so I'll go get a bottle. And I'm, I've been saving my last bottle because I want to kind of age it a little bit longer, just to see you know if it changes any more you know over another month or so. But I'll get a bottle of torment. I'll do a side by side taste test and see which one I like better. But you know it's going to be our beer. Our beer is going to be superior. <laughs> you might be a little biased in that regard. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, but, you know, I, I can always hook you up with a little more uh, loose cannon. Oh, yeah. Know. Yeah. I, I expect to bring some back with me when I come visit you this, uh, you know, end of the the summer. So, so right. save save a couple bottles for me to bring back. All right. I'll try. That beer is like Budweiser around here. Which one? Loose cannon. Loose cannon. <laughs> It's all over the place. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Wow, I didn't know it was that famous. Yeah. <laughs> um so the the last uh not beer but drink that I'll mention from the um anniversary party was um Moonlight Meadery's Flame, 
which is a mead with rhubarbs and, and black currants. Oh, sounds great. Um, so yeah, the, the honey, you know, had the sweet and the rhubarb and black currants were kind of tart and it just played together really nicely. And, uh, if, if you want to, if you're ever curious about mead at all, Definitely go try out what you can find of Moonlight Meadery if they distribute to your area. Um, I think they're based on New Hampshire, um, but uh, they does great stuff. Uh, he was award winning, um, like home mead maker. He's taken home tons of awards at the national level um, before he went went pro. Um, but he's still really, uh, really uh, kind of entwined in the in the homebrewing community. Um, so he comes to all these events and I was always pouring and, and that I really enjoyed that one. Uh, I always try to get at least one thing from, from him whenever I can. So, uh, definitely check, check out moonlight meadery if you're ever interested in, in trying out some mead. Um, so, so at, at the, now we're, I'm going to take, go back to the conference. Um, and so e- each night they have a different event, uh, after the seminars. And so the first night is, uh, pro brewers night, which now they just call the welcome reception. Mm-hmm. And this just brings in a, t- a ton of breweries, uh, usually uh, local or re- regional, you know, breweries to wherever they are. Uh, and th- this year they had over 50 breweries pouring beer uh, for about four hours. Um, oh, wow. And you could just go drink whatever you wanted. Um, and uh, I think of the like 50 plus breweries 30 some odd of them were from san diego oh wow! so it was really cool and i was trying to make a point to just run around all the places that i i couldn't uh couldn't get um but uh they had i mean russian river was also came down and they had the longest line i think throughout the entire (laughs) uh, event and um it it was wrapped around the, the, the the event was outside in a series of courtyards and they they were uh, near the end of one courtyard, and their their line wrapped around through the like walkways into another courtyard at one point. Wow, it was so long. What um, were they, what were they sampling? Do you know? Uh, they had Pliny the Elder available. They had a couple of other beers available. When the line got really long, uh, they were about to uh, open and serve uh, two uh, three liter Magnum bottles of beatification. Ooh, uh, I, I haven't so had lining up, lining up for that. Uh, and I actually didn't get anything from them at the time, even though they stopped distributing from Washington or mm-hmm. to Washington, uh, just because there were so many other great breweries there as yeah. well. Yeah. I, I just was, I'm not going to spend a half hour waiting in line, uh, for, for a beer right now. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I, I was really tempted to go get some of that beatification though. So, <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I'll mention a, a few that I had, uh, one, which I think is a local, like, I think it's a nano brewery, but he was there, uh, pouring out of, uh, the back of an El Camino with the oh. taps just right, right in the, uh, the back grate. Old school. Um, yeah. And, and I think his license plates are s- said like El Camino on it. <laughs> which, um, but it's, uh, old Hangtown Beer Works, uh, Prost, which is, uh, their Kolsch. Which was actually really ref- uh, refreshing at the time. You know, a lot of times you go to these type of events, I and mean, it, w- it was basically going to a beer festival. And uh, they, you know, you you tend to go towards these really funky big beers, 
um, you know, imperial everything. And, and, you know, we stopped by this guy and he had this Kolsch and it was really good and just really hit the spot at the time. Light, mm. just kind of cleaning up uh, everything that I'd, I'd been drinking at the time. Uh, so I really enjoyed that beer. Um, yeah, that that is a uh, brewery out of Placerville, which is one I wanted to visit on my last summer tour, but they were only open like the days that I weren't I wasn't available to go. Um, okay. So I, that's that's interesting that he came all the way down south to to serve his beer out of his the back of his El Camino, um, and I'm glad that you appreciate it because um, there were a lot of smaller breweries in that Northern California. Sacramento area that were uh, really good that I just don't think get enough recognition because they just don't distribute much outside of their general area. So, um, hey, that's great that old Hangtown, uh, you know, you enjoy their beer and you're mentioning them on the show because that's that's uh, two thumbs up. Yeah, it, it was great beer and the guy was really nice and we chatted with him briefly before we moved on to our next conquest. Um, so yeah, definitely. Uh, if if you can arrange it, uh, stop over if you're ever in the okay. area. Anybody who's who's listening. Um. So next one, uh, we'll, we'll visit uh, Vic's favorite brewery, Lagunitas. Um, <laughs> and this was their uh, scarcity uh, number two, the Rye Cocoa Porter, uh, which just had uh, really nice uh, chocolate. Um, character to it, and I really enjoyed this beer. It was one of the first I had of the night, um, and it, it was. I was a little hesitant to do it. Uh, I didn't have the greatest experience with their, uh, their scarcity coffee. number three. The yeah, barrel aged coffee beer, which just had too much barrel and bourbon character uh, yeah. for my taste. Uh, but this one was really great. Um, they were pouring number four. Uh, at the conference at one point, but I missed, I missed getting it. Um, mm. so that, that was unfortunate. Um, but this one was really good. I, I'm guessing it's not around at this point since I've already picked up bottles of number three. Um, <laughs> but if, if, if you happen to see it around, uh, definitely grab it. Yeah. It sounds, uh, it sounds it my, really yeah, it sounds like my style of beer. For one thing, I love rye and I love cocoa and I love porter. So, Mix the three together, it's got to be a, a no-brainer win for me. Yeah. Yeah, no, this one was it was really solid. Uh, so, so the last thing I'll mention was uh, my experience with uh, McLeod Ales, um, which our, our good buddy Robert is a, is a huge fan of. Um, and I actually uh, accidentally freaked him out. Uh, they, they were actually late arriving to the event. And I had been seeking them out because I knew they were going to be there. Um, and uh, they finally showed up uh, almost like an hour in. And so they, they were starting to set up. They had a couple coasters out. And I, I tweeted out a picture to direct it at, at Robert. And I said, this is about to happen. Which he uh, thought that I was in L.A. And not I hadn't reached oh. out. And I uh, was in his area. <laughs> and... Um, I just sent it out. I stuck my phone back in my pocket and I was waiting to see if they were going to get up, up and running quickly. And they, they weren't. So we went over to get another beer and I pulled my phone out and realized I hadn't felt it vibrating like crazy. Cause he was sending me message after message. Where are you? Where are you? I can get there. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry. I'm not actually there. I'm in San Diego. 
Uh, but yeah, I'm going to try this stuff out. Um, so my apologies for getting you all, all worked up. Um, but, uh, I, I did get to try McLeod and unfortunately they were having some problems with their, um, nitro serving. Uh, so they, they do, I think almost exclusively cask or nitro conditioned beer, which, you know, can mimic, uh, kind of that cask experience. Mm. And they were doing nitro at the event and they were having problems with getting their nitro tank to work properly. And they were having some flow issues and foaming and all kinds of stuff. Um, but I, I did, uh, between Wes and I, we did get all, all three of the beers they were pouring. And I, of the three, I really liked the, the, uh, Jackie tar, which was their, um, Brown stout, I think, Mm. uh, which, which was really, really pleasant. And I, I really wish they, they had been able to get everything working. Cause I, I think, uh, on the other two beers we had, I think it really affected the, uh, the enjoyment of the, of the beer. So I'm kind of holding off and, and I'm hoping that I can get another opportunity to head down and, and try it out. Hopefully at McLeod, um, to, to get the, the real full experience for it. Um, because of what I had of the of the stout, I, that was really good, and I, I'm sure that they've got some solid solid offerings behind that as well. So, excellent. So I had to take a take yeah, a sip you, there. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure your your mouth is getting a little bit uh, dry from all the talking. Um. So I I guess I said I wasn't going to mention seminars, um, but I am going to mention some beer I had at one of the seminars. And oh yeah, for people wanting to go to the homebrewers conference, at least half of them you get to drink um, during the seminar. But uh, th- this was put on by the folks at Modern Times uh, Brewery, uh, which is in San Diego, and uh, they actually brew beer and roast coffee, and put those two things together for a very beautiful creation of their Black House Oatmeal Stout. Hmm. And you can actually get, if you go to the brewery, you can buy the Black House coffee blend um, to, to make, you know, coffee with. Um, and, and there was a great talk about how to use coffee and, and some tips on roasting coffee, mm-hmm. which I'll take advantage of. Okay. Um, but they, they serve their Black House oatmeal stout, which is great. They serve the Imperial version of that, uh, which was great. And then they served the barrel-aged coffee version of that, which was tremendous. <laughs> and um, I immediately went, we, we looked up what, where the closest bottle shop was to the, the conference, and, and we, we worked out to get, get out there to try to find some of these beers. Um, and we were able to find the, the Imperial version. Uh, so I've got one of those, which I'm going to be drinking after the show tonight. Whoa. Uh, Chris and I are, are going to crack into that one, uh, tonight. And, uh, it, it was just tremendous and, and I, I really enjoyed it. And, uh, along the lines of coffee beer, one that I had, uh, actually at the, at the brewing network anniversary party was from three weavers and it was their South founder coffee stout. And this is one of the beers that, you know, sometimes when people add, uh, or breweries add, you know, different ingredients. Mm-hmm. They can kind of go over the top. Yeah. Um, this is a coffee style that I'm sure there are a lot of people who would say that was too much coffee. And it was almost there for me as well. But the, the coffee flavor and aroma that came out of this beer was so bright and so fresh. 
it was incredible. And I actually talked to the the woman there that was pouring. I was like, how did this happen? Like, how did you get this? And, and they, she talked me through the whole process of how they did it. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's great. And I was like, I'm going to go to this other seminar and talk, like get, get their take on it. And they actually laid out the almost exact same process. Um, and the only difference was the amount of coffee that each of them put in. So I'm like, all right, well, that's how I'm going to do my coffee beers from now on. Um, which they, they just add whole beans, um, to, to the, the beer. Really? Um, and only for, you know, they only leave it in for like 12 to 48 hours. Uh, so it's like they, a, it, like a dry hopping then they put the whole bean in after. Yeah. You, yeah. You dry bean it. Okay. Dry, so. dry bean it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not a hop. Yeah. Dry bean. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Wow. Yeah. So I, I, I was, you know, going to San Diego, I was expecting just to be blown away by the, the hoppy beers, but I think the thing that hit me most were these couple of coffee beers, which was kind of un, un, unexpected, but still a great experience. So definitely the black, uh, modern times black house and the three weavers. If, if they do this Southbound or coffee stout often, definitely check it out. Um, so I mentioned you, you drink during the seminars and the, the very last seminar I went to was a talk, uh, by the founder of Alesmith. And it was, it was all about, um, kind of finding your way between beer styles, not necessarily being to the letter of the law of the guidelines mm-hmm. yeah. and, and that. So, uh, there was another very popular seminar going on at the time for sensory tasting and, and such. So, um, unfortunately a lot of people missed out on a great talk. Um, it, there weren't too many people there, uh, but that was better for all of us because they were very liberally pouring L Smith speedway stout and up brown ale. <laughs> and when you walked in, they gave you an extra cup. So you had, you two cups the whole time. Oh my god! You're double fisting these two amazing beers, and they were just—they didn't want you to be empty. Oh, I was wow. like, this was the way to end the end the conference, you know, oh. in terms of you know, kind of the, the official seminars ending and, and everything. Uh, but th- those are two of my favorite beers of those styles, okay. and uh, so the, the Speedway Stout, Imperial Stout, and Nut Brown Ale, um, just two great great beers. Yeah, uh, if, if you haven't had them, try try to grab them. Yeah, so. I've, I've heard this is Speedway Stout is fantastic, but I hadn't heard that the Nut Brown Ale was just as good. So now I need to get both those if they ever come to my area, or when, if I ever go to San Diego, or here. I, I can hook you up. What? <laughs> you have them in Washington? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. I'll, hey, hook me up in yeah, uh, our, September. Our list is growing of everything we have to accomplish. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, I, uh, also a part of the conference, they have an expo where they've got, you know, people selling different homebrew equipment and things and there are breweries that all set up shop in there and actually pour beer in there. So literally any time of day during the conference, you can go and get a beer. Mm. And, uh, after we left this seminar, we went to do one last loop through the expo and one of the last beers I grabbed before they shut down was the Green Flash Silva Stout, mm-hmm. which is their Imperial Stout, which I'm, I, I'm not sure I've ever really had anything from Green Flash that wasn't hop focused. Yeah, yeah, most of the stuff is hop. Yeah. So I, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm here. I'm down in the, in their area. I'm gonna take a chance on on this beer, and I was very pleasantly surprised. Um, it, it was very good. I, I really enjoyed it. It was nice to 
sip and walk around looking at the other uh, vendors and such. So um, Green Flash, Silva Stout, uh, another I, I really recommend. Uh, I don't Have you had any of that or do you get most of their hoppy stuff? I get all their hoppy stuff and I'm looking up right now as you were asking me. I think I've had a Silva. Um, no, I haven't had a Silva. So that's one that I need to look for. Um, but yeah, I drink everything that Green Flash brings to the Boise area. They bring a lot of stuff, a lot of different uh, single hop special uh, IPAs and uh, pale ales that they do. Um, I'm, I'm a big Green Flash fan. But yeah, for sure, I'm going to look for the Silva Stout if it comes in my area. I, I could have swore that I have had that, but looking on Untapped, um, it's not it's not saying that I've that I've checked into it, so I I haven't had it. But thanks for the recommendation. I will for sure check it out. Yeah, definitely. I it was really good. Uh, so so we've come to the end of the conference, and it's time to go home. And we get to the airport a little early because we had to check out of the hotel. And uh, two gates uh, down from our gate um, is uh, Stone Brewery at the airport. <laughs> And no then we get the notification that our flight's delayed. Oh, oh bummer. Oh, no. <laughs> so we go to the bar and we get some beers, get some lunch. Um, I, I had the Mutt Brown, which uh, we, we mentioned earlier and discussed. Yeah, so good. Uh, they, they had the latest Enjoy Buy 7450 yep. on tap. Yep. Uh, we had some of that. Um, some nice 16-ounce uh, pours of, of that. Um which put us in a real good mood oh, at the yeah. airport. Uh, we we were uh, talking to the bartender and asking about uh, some of the beers on tap because they they had some some special stuff. We couldn't read some of the ones at the far end. I was like, I, what what are those down there? Because um, from our where we were sitting, they were kind of angled, so we couldn't read them. Because oh, that's our uh, imperial stout and the chai spiced imperial yeah. stout. We're like, oh, he's oh. like, would you like some samples? Like, yes. <laughs> So she comes back with some very healthy, like four ounce samples, which nice. you never get. Uh, you know, they'll they'll usually pour you maybe an ounce and then try to get you to buy the pint. Um, but yeah, she came back with these little tiny goblets that probably held three to four ounces, um, both full of uh, the the imperial stout and the and the chai stout. And I, I've had their imperial stout before. Enjoyed it, and as I mentioned, I had it on bourbon barrel earlier in the week, mm-hmm. and it was great. And I was a little leery of the chai spice. I'm not a big chai fan, yeah. um, anything like that. But and, and the first taste of it, I was like, yeah, it's kind of what I thought. And then a couple more, I was like, you know, this actually really works. Yeah. And I, yeah. I enjoyed, ended up enjoying it more than I expected. Um, so that that was a nice nice kind of way to, to end the end the week uh, at the airport. Um, that, yeah. Which, yeah. which you know... Your your flight's delayed. There are worse things when <laughs> there's a stone brewery right right there next to your gate. So, yeah, it's um, it's it's funny that you drank all those beers this week because I drank all but the chai spice this week myself, uh, <laughs> and not just a sample of them. I actually drank two pints of the seven four fifteen yesterday, the Mutt Brown earlier in the week, and the Imperial Stout earlier in the week, and the chai spiced one I had a couple months ago, I think, or maybe a month ago. Uh, when they first released it, which I thought, I, same same as you thought, John, I thought no way is this chai spice going to be good. I was shocked at how well-balanced and the flavors didn't overwhelm you. 
Um, it was done very complimentary to the style, and I really enjoyed uh, all those beers. So, man, uh, my my glass is up to you for uh, hitting it hard on that final uh, uh, visit. You know, your your last day in San Diego because that's a good uh, a good drinking day right there. Oh yeah, yeah, it worked out really well, and um, so yeah, I mean, the the conference was great, and and even if you're not you know into home brewing. I think that the takeaway here is San Diego is a pretty awesome beer town. So, uh, you know, if, if you can get an opportunity to head out there or, or grab some beer, you know, definitely take advantage. Okay. So okay. Well, I know you left. You know, you wanted didn't want to go on forever, but I, you know, you actually visited some other spots too that you didn't list on your your notes, like the Pizza Port. Did you actually go to the Pizza Port and and try their beers or? That uh, no, that's actually one I grabbed at the the Brewers' Night. Um, oh, so the okay. the only brewery I actually got to was um, Society. Society, okay. And then the the Stone at the airport, which isn't really a brewery; it's more tap room. Okay. Um, okay. Wow. So. Wow. You were it was deceiving them because I thought you had visited like three or four different breweries at the time you were uh, out there. So no, I was just drinking a lot. Okay. That's all. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you were trying to surpass me in my uh, untapped uh, uniques, but I don't think you made it, did you? No, I, I cut the deficit in half, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I made a pretty good run at you. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut into it even more tomorrow at the, the Washington Brewers Festival. So Yeah, so you know what? I, I know you've been talking a lot, John, but what do you got going on tomorrow? I know tomorrow's Father's Day, I, and I just want to wish everyone that's a father out there a happy Father's Day. That includes you, John, and you, Vic. I know you know, you guys are great fathers, and I just want to wish you guys a happy Father's Day. But, John, what are you doing tomorrow? What is this uh, Washington Brewers Conference thing you're doing? So the, the Washington Brewers Festival is uh, every year. This is the, the 10th year they've done it. Um, and I think it's always on Father's Day weekend. Uh, but it's a three-day event, Friday through Sunday. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, uh, you can bring the, the family. Uh, mm-hmm. Friday is a 21 only. And that's when they pour a lot of really special beers. Oh, okay. Um, but it's only breweries from Washington. So uh, it's it's all Washington breweries, and they're coming and you know showing off. And they, they announced the, the awards for the Washington uh, you know, beer awards, which I, I've judged the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, those were announced today. So, uh, they were announced before the, co- the festival opened. So I'm sure everybody was, you know, gunning for all the, the, the award winners. winners today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we're heading down to the, to the festival tomorrow, the whole family. Um, they've got like a kid's play area and a root beer garden, and, and different things for, for the, the little ones. Um, so I think we're going to set up camp near there and, and just kind of take turns running out and getting beers um, and uh, spend spend the day uh, enjoying some, some good beers and, and some good friends. We've got a bunch of, bunch of folks going up. So Awesome. Yeah. You know, that sounds like a fantastic Father's Day day. Um, man, I wish I could join you. That sounds like fun. Yeah, some year we'll we'll gotta do we need to do that because no, there's some for sure. great great stuff that yeah. uh, that's poured there. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we need to plan that ahead of time so that we can be there and do that with you because that that sounds like fun for sure. I was thinking that you were actually judging some beers this weekend, but I guess uh, uh, that was a previous. Uh, yeah, that was about a month ago. Okay, uh, that I that I judged those. Okay, so. no problem, no problem. All right, well, excellent. Well, hey. Thank you, John. 
for uh, enlightening all of us on all the fun you had in San Diego last week. And uh, I'm, those are some great beers that you tried, and I look forward to trying some of those myself eventually. And I hope that our listeners uh, are in, you know, have an opportunity to try some of those beers too, especially any of our, you know, our Southern California listeners. You know, Yojimbo 2000 and our TPS Sponge. Uh, Sponge Bobbies, you know, you two, you guys have a perfect opportunity to, to drink up those beers. So go go get them for sure. All right. So we were going to go and do a check it out segment. I didn't announce it at the beginning of, se- of the, the show because I thought we might run out of time. And guess what? Um, because we just can't stop talking about beer, we did run out of time. So we're going to hold off our, our check it out segment till next episode. I'm going to give you a little bit of a hint on what it's all about. It's all about... A fantasy beer league. It's all about craft beer in a fantasy draft type layout that you enjoy with your fantasy sports. You know, whether it be football or baseball or basketball, uh, but it's, it's drinking beer. So we're going to leave you that little tidbit to think about for our next episode. But because we are running a little bit long right now, um, and we're getting close to the two-hour part point i just want to go ahead and uh and close out the show but you know before we close it out we always like to to have an opportunity to raise our glass to our friends and uh family or whoever out there and and, you know vic Vic, um i'm gonna let you go ahead and and give a toast out or Mm -hmm. or or talk about the 40 cast and talk about anyone you want to to raise your glass to uh someone special to you or or anything whatever you want to shout out go ahead Man, I want to shout out, of course, my 40 cast brothers, Matt and Keith and Eric and Alex. And, of course, you, Denny. I mean, I don't think the 40 cast would be where it was without you. And, <laughs> and John, I remember having you on the show as well, man. So I'm glad you stuck with it and and uh, doing what you're doing, man. And, of course, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. All right. Thank you. All right. Hey, John, you have anyone you want to raise your glass to on this uh, special Father's Day weekend? So I do want to thank Vic for joining us. It's always great uh, when you get a chance to to talk to Vic. Uh, great time. Great guy. Um, but I, I am, I'm going to take a moment to make a bunch of people jealous. Uh-oh. And I'm going <laughs> to post my wife. So I around Christmas time, I mentioned my, my beer advent calendar. Oh yeah, and I know Danny got jealous. I oh, heard yeah. from a couple other people that uh, you know that was awesome. Well, today I was uh, presented with my Father's Day weekend cake, okay. which was a tower of canned beers <laughs> uh, that she had put together. So uh, uh, the beers that made this up were the Fremont Summer Ale, uh, Fremont uh, Inner Urban Pale. Uh, or universal pale, excuse me. Uh, the two beers, uh, Trailhead India Session Ale, and then the uh, Anderson Valley uh, Summer Solstice. Oh yeah, that's a good uh, one. All yeah. put up in a in a big multi layer cake uh, form and and everything. So now I've got a whole bunch of beer to enjoy. Uh, so cheers to her and for always coming up with these awesome uh, beer centric. Uh, gift ideas so oh my gosh please tell me you took a picture of it you can share with us absolutely okay absolutely oh man (laughs) you know what i i i'm afraid to show you take a picture i'll show my wife and then i'll i'll you know she'll be uh 
I'll guilt her into something special like that next year because <laughs> man, I feel like I'm being left out of the, uh, yeah. the love. <laughs> How about you, Vic? Are you left out of the the? Man, my wife doesn't do stuff like that, man. That's a, you got to keep her, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And, well, you know what? And and I have to lift my glass up to Kristen too for for allowing you to to go ahead and spend the time you do uh, talking about beer with me and Vic. And uh, sharing your experiences with all our listeners, I really appreciate her, you know, being, you know, with two young children in your household. That's a big sacrifice she makes. And I just want to lift my glass up to her and thank her for, you know, letting you have fun with us. Uh, it's, it, you know, it's always great. I mean, it's, it's just like the highlight of my every couple of weeks is to be able to get on here and talk beer with, with you. And tonight was a, a very special night. So we got to talk with Vic too. So uh, this is a, uh, it's been a really good Father's Day already. It's not even start Father's Day hasn't even started yet for me, but I feel like I'm already had the best one by chatting with my two of my favorite fathers out there. And uh, again, oh, great. yeah, I've been pushing for Father's Weekend, but it's not really sticking. Yeah, here, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Father's Weekend it should be. And of course, I do want to lift my glass up to Vic. Vic Joe, uh, you know I love you, brother, and uh, I really appreciate you giving me my voice in podcasting so many years ago, and for uh, without you bringing me into the 40 cast and we having our all those many years of good times, I wouldn't be sitting here right now with John, uh, you know, doing a, a bi-weekly podcast about craft beer. So uh, I raise my glass to you, and I wish both you guys a happy Father's Day. And, of course, all the fathers out there, I just want to raise my glass. I want to say, hey, cheers to fathers that go out and make a difference in their family's uh, life and not just be deadbeat dads. Because uh, there's too many of those out there, so I you got to celebrate the good ones. I also want to go ahead and raise my glass to Robert uh, TPS Sponge on Twitter for the first ever video game beer festival that he held last Friday. Um, I, I I joined it, and he was a great host, and I really appreciate him taking the time to uh, baby sit me through Minecraft because. I really am a Minecraft noob, but uh, we had fun. I uh, I killed off a lot of it. I was I don't have the game myself, so I was actually sharing his uh, son's uh, account, and I think I lost all of his son's uh, progress in the game because I was <laughs> because I was literally dying left and right like twenty times. And but you know what? He was a great sport, and he just kept. Uh, we had a fun time, and I just want to raise my glass to to him and all of our great listeners out there who continually support the show with all of your questions and your comments and your interactions on Twitter in email and on the show. I, I really appreciate it. I just want to say thank you all. And of course I want to thank open forum radio network. Um, without their, their support, we wouldn't have the website or the, the podcasting space to host this podcast so i lift my glass up to open forum radio i i encourage everyone to go out to openforumradio.com and go and check out the other fantastic podcasts that are out on that network and of course vic joe you can agree with me being former servicemen we always have to raise our glass to our brothers out there and sisters who are serving the united states in protecting our freedoms without their sacrifices and their service we wouldn't be able to get on and talk about our passions like craft beer so i lift my glass 
And I uh, I want to cheers to you guys. Cheers. Cheers. And uh, yeah, one last thing. Uh, as as we mentioned earlier in the show, you have two weeks to go out and be a part of the show. Go grab some Anchor Steam Brew or Anchor Brewing, uh, Anchor Steam beer uh, from your local uh, either supermarket or uh, package store or liquor store. Uh, go find a six pack. Be ready for episode 25, where John and I will be doing our tasting notes on this very special, unique uh, lager style uh, beer. Uh, it's it's uh, we've never done anything like it before, and uh, you know what? It's fun. It's fun to taste along with us. So go out and, and get that beer. And uh, one last thing, I want to just kind of mention how you can get a hold of us. If you'd like to contact the show, you can reach us through email at tapthecraft at gmail and you can also you can you can follow us on Twitter at tap the craft and leave comments on the show posts at openforumradio.com or you can search Google Plus just search for tap the craft. Uh, you know that Google Plus thing is pretty much dead, but hey, I still post a show on there every week, and I'm looking for the first person to go ahead and one plus us or to write a comment on any of our posts. I will be ecstatic, and uh, you know what, you'll make my day. And of course, please, please leave an iTunes review. I know it sounds ridiculous to, for us to ask for that, but you don't understand how much that helps promote the show in the iTunes community. Get our show out to more people. Let let everyone enjoy craft beer uh, the way John and I can you know, can help people uh, you know enjoy our passion, our hobby. So uh, write an iTunes review, and you'll be put in automatically for you know, a chance to win uh, a nice little gift. And you know what? If I don't start getting more iTunes reviews, then guess what? SpongeBobby's and uh, Yo Jimbo 2000 are getting the gifts. So if you don't want them to get the gifts, then write some reviews because it's going to them. They're going to be the default guys because those are the guys that support us the most. So come on. Let's make this a contest. Let's get some uh, interaction going. All right. Well, I it's, guess it's too too late for me to get that gift because I already have one. Well, you know what? I, and we mentioned that before. I mentioned that you know when you were gone on the forty cast a couple weeks ago, I stepped in and guest hosted. I don't know if you listened to it or not. I didn't. You didn't. Okay. That, yeah. well, that's okay. That's okay. But I mentioned that even though that Eric and Matt and you and you know all have the the gift, if you leave a review, don't worry, you'll still be entered in the contest. And if you win. Absolutely. I will send a special gift for you guys that already have the gift, and I will still offer the other two gifts to other people that are already oh, applied. So, you know what? It doesn't hurt to go ahead and, and jump in and, and give a review for us. It, you know, everyone wins. That's my, that's my motto. <laughs> and who knows? By the time this whole thing ends, I might give a gift to every person who writes a review. Because <laughs> you're feeling good right now, yeah. right? Yeah, hey. Hey, if it I'm helps. I'm going for- to iTunes right now. All right. Thanks, Vic. Thanks, Vic. All right. Well, Vic, how can people follow you on social media? Is there, can you go ahead and give out your, your, uh, your, your tags and stuff? Sure. I'm on Instagram and Facebook at VicJoeUSMC86. All right. And what about Facebook? You said Facebook, too? Well, I do Facebook, but that's my real name, my, oh. my, slave, my slave name, Victor Victor A. Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so go find. You know, I know Vic, Victor is a is a big Facebook guy. You know that yeah. I don't I don't do Facebook at all, so I don't know how 
I, I how popular you are on there, but I know that my mom talks about you all the time. So yeah. I know I know you're big on Facebook. So it's yeah. kind of a big deal. I mean, <laughs> your mom's a cool lady, man. All right. Well, I'll tell her. I'll tell her you said that because she'll appreciate that. Hey, John. Um, how can people follow you on the social media? So Twitter at Prime Brewing, Untapped Prime WA. And there's actually new stuff on, on the blog, homebrewengineer.com. Uh, if you're interested about uh, some of the seminars I, I went to, I've got a rundown of, of the days that I spent at the conference there, so you can check that out. Awesome. Excellent. You know what? I'm going to visit it right after we get off the show because I love reading your stuff. Excellent. And if, if by chance you want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Untapped at Loose Screw, and on Google+. Plus. If that even still alive at Denny Loose, one word. <laughs> and uh, all right, it's uh, last call. It's time to bring the show to a close. I want to thank you for downloading and listening to the show, and we hope you were able to find at least one thing useful, if not a dozen, from John and Vic. Uh, and I hope it, to have you guys subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. And as a reminder, we release a new show every two weeks. We're a bi weekly show because. John and I are too busy to release one every week. So you, you get one every two weeks. No problem. I thought and, you were going to say we were bi, but that's. <laughs> <laughs> we're bi. Whoa. Yeah, we're bi burial. Is that a word? Bi burial? It is now. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that, that's it for this episode. And remember, friends don't let friends drink light yellow fizzy beer. Quality craft beer can be enjoyed by all, so spread the word and convert the beer ignorant. Hey, it's Shaver from Open Forum Radio here. I want to go ahead and take a second to say thank you for checking out this episode of Tap the Craft. And I would like to encourage each of you to check out some of the other shows that we have here on the Open Forum Radio Podcast Network. Uh, we'll start it off with the original Open Forum Radio, The 40Cast, Prove Your Point, Geeks for the Win, I Recommend, My Peanut Gallery, The Married Gamers, Some Other Castle, Gamer Husbands Radio, The OMG Hour, Gamers Unscripted, Just Press Start, Platform Junkies, and Jobbers on the Mic. Hey, be cool. Give a great review to all the shows you like on iTunes, Podbay, Stitcher, everywhere you can give reviews. Review every show five times, and you are officially a good listener. Also, go ahead and visit openforumradio.com. Links to all the different shows. Uh, like the Open Forum Radio Facebook page, and... Uh, Take a second, if you like playing games online and with people and are cool, to uh, go ahead and look at Zabari's Gamer Information Spreadsheet. Fully useful information that will do nothing but enhance your online gaming experience. All right, folks, take it easy. Have a good day.